All right, fantastic. It's almost uh, 1 a.m. here, but we have friends joining us over TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. That's how interesting the discussion in the previous episode was. We talked about the movie Gomborza, Pepe Jokto's movie Gomborza. Uh, let's just say right off the bat, it, it looks at like my major disagreements coming in later because for me, as a movie, I think the final scenes were very important. But I explained that a lot of that was also because I was influenced by Nick Joaquin's explanation of last moments of 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 Borgos. I just felt that was important in a sense of, you know, it's a movie after all. Ay, but bro, gusto ko yung last moments si Burgos. Ayoko na pinakita si Rizal. Ah, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Yes, okay. Then we don't have a disagreement. Okay, okay. sorry. Uh-huh. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. Yes, I, for me, it's more like, wait lang, parang child abuse yan. If, if, you know, like, what are you implying? You won't bring about seven, eight, uh-huh. nine, to watch people being garroted. Oh. It's, a bit too, it's a bit too crazy for me. But you're right. Also about yung naka-costume sila, magtitinikling na ba sila? I mean, I get what you were saying about that. Na, na, you know, sana we just kept it at super, you know, the darkness of it should really shock us. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh. Oral mm. consciousness. I, I really appreciate that. Personally, Cedric is fantastic. I mean, all actors were fantastic. I found the um Enchong D one. Oh, really- Wow. Yeah. Ang galing ni Enchong D. Actually, wow. si Enchong D yung pinakamagaling na actor for me doon. Si Enchong D. Again, Cedric was fantastic. I'm just saying, uh, given the role that he was playing, like, it he brought to life yung nangyari kay Zamora. Kasi, kaya nga sabi ko, it speaks to me. Kasi, you know, kakatapos ko lang mag-review at magbasa ng mga libro ni Patricia Evangelista, you know, about EJK, about the weaponization of the legal process. So, I think the Zamora... Uh, example, it, it just brings to home this fact now how crazy our legal systems can be that yes. a person who just made a joke about, you know, Bala and Barel in the context of, you know, Sugal will be just dragging because of affiliation. And let's be honest, mm-hmm. that's kind of like the non-laban situation mm-hmm. we had under Tikong. Yeah. For me, that was the other thing that was very pulsating about the movie. Yung, yung, just the inanity, inanity of the, the, the judicial process that, that especially mm-hmm. Zamora's case was really crazy. Mm-hmm. It was really crazy. Bumalik uh, ulit sa movie, but I think that's a good way of starting this discussion still. Yeah. I did. Uh, what, what What do you want to talk about, ba? Because I wanted to talk about 1872. Ano ba talaga yung relevance ng year yes. na yon? Uh, why, why are we so focused on 1872? And actually, a good way to think about. I and I've been pushing this. Medyo 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 creative, but to compare 1872 to 1972, these are two years of the worst repressions in Philippine history, both 72s. 1872 is the Juez de Cuchillo, wherein the Spanish government tried to end, practically end the secularization movement of the priests that were considered the most radical at the time. And then, of course, nung, and then yung liberal movement, of course. And then, 1972, this is Marcos trying to crush a kind of what he felt was a conspiracy between the liberals and the communists. And I suspect that in both instances, yung mga movements that were organizing against the government or were critical of the government were driven underground. In 1872, some of them were also driven into exile. But same thing sa, sa 1972, driven into exile. So so it, it's it's nice to think about those two, those two years in conjunction with each other. Yung 1872 is interesting. Bakit ba ang obsessed ng Spanish government with priests, in particular Creole priests? The the very simple answer and pinakita na to sa gumbusa ng ponte. Ha? Well, the presidents of Mexico wasn't the, the of the presidents of Mexico, 'di ba? In fact, yung mga yung mga yung mga revolutionaryo na pare sa Mexico, parang mas mas radical sila kaysa sa mga revolutionaryo sa Pilipinas. 
these were people who were openly flaunting Spanish laws and were people who were actively advocating for armed re revolution and armed rebellion. That would happen much later sa Pilipinas. You would have secular clergy sa Pilipinas na supportive ng Katipunan. And in fact, the reason why many people supported the Katipunan, mga masa, ay dahil yung mga parish priestinal naniniwala sa Katipunan. So eventually, naging ganun din yung proseso sa Pilipinas. Pero nung time na to, what the Spanish government was trying to do is nakita nila yung nangyari sa Mexico, ayaw nila ma ma maulit sa Pilipinas. And when they saw Pilaes, when they saw Burgos, ang nakita nila doon ay mga para na-remind na, na sila, naalala na nila yung mga Mexican radicals. So they said they wanted to forestall that movement. And it's very interesting, you know what happens after 1872? Apparently, USD stops, um, as I was reading about this, stops offering a PhD for priests. Interest. It, because in PhD in uh, canonic law. Yeah, yeah, in canon law. Tinigil yeah. nila after 1872. Meaning takot na talaga na magkaroon ng isa pang Burgos. And that's why yung mga intellectuals mo, they're no longer priests. They are now people in exile. So, diba, tignan mo, yung, tignan mo yung trajectory. Yung mga radical mo, sina Burgos, sina Pelaez, homegrown, UST, pare. Nung tinigil yun, you couldn't become a homegrown priest intellectual anymore. The way you became a critical intellectual or an illustrado was most, mostly nag-abroad ka para kang Rizal. Ganyan. So, yun yung two movements. Ah, so connected. So, what are you saying? Because essentially, this, 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 this secular friars were like, well, they were like judicial experts. They were a kind of a lawyer, right? Uh, oh. sense, right? I mean, sobrang, sobrang galing nila dahil and, and and this is what the people forget. Magaling ang UST nung panahon na yun. Kaibigan from you. Top sila sa bar last year, ha? Number one ulit Hindi. yung UST. Ang UST mo, ang UST mo, ang, ang canon law program mo sa UST nun, ilalaban mo yan sa mga canon law program sa Madrid. So, Madrid. Yeah, creme, ito si Napelaes, ito si Naburgos na faculty at saka teacher ng UST. Talagang may, may, ano yun, may K yan. Ang problema mo, yung mga prile na padating sa Pilipinas, mga latak. Bakit mga latak yung mga parating na prile sa Pilipinas? Couple of reasons. Number one, nung binuksan yung Suez Canal, ang dali nang tumunta sa Pilipinas. So, hindi mo na kailangan maging dedicated friar to get to the Philippines. Pangalawa, there were there were there they, there were various moments in Spain where magkakaroon ka ng liberal government. Ngayon, kung liberal government ka at kung conservative friar ka, gusto mong takbuhan yung liberal government na yun, pupunta ang Pilipinas. Third reason, yumayama na ang Pilipinas ng panayon, export wealth. So kung prile ka, medyo mahina ka sa Spain, ayaw mo yung liberal government, gusto mong kumita dahil maraming lupa yung order mo sa Pilipinas, pupunta ang Pilipinas. So, so what's happening during this period? Yung native priests, people like, and, and by native, I mean Creoles, Indios, Mestizos, pagaling... Pagaling ng pagaling, pagaling ng pagaling, patalino ng patalino, yung prile na dinadala mo sa Pilipinas, pabobo ng pabobo. Pabobo ng pabobo. Ng pabobo. So, and yet, yung prile na pabobo ng pabobo, humihingi ng privileges. So, what does it feel like to be a very smart person being lorded over by idiots? Um, it must piss you off. It must really piss you off. So, so you you blood and features as you, right? Because I found the I found the scene where uh who's a Borgus uh, with with De La Torre, the Bana. Oh, De La Torre, open-minded, liberal, etc. But he kept on emphasizing lugar, your place, know your place. Mm -hmm. Even the most liberal uh, governor general, supposedly, allegedly, was at the end of the day had this strict notion of hierarchy, which a lot of these friars were 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 subscribing to. But I have one question for you, Lela, and I know we can talk more about this. But 
one of the, I won't say controversial, but one of the things that stood out for me in this, I mean, obviously Jesuits were behind this production. And I think we have to keep on emphasizing the the uh, the contribution of these folks to to the fruition of this movie, aside from Pepe Jokna and the fantastic team. One of the argument was, di ba yung sinabi ng mga friars, tayong sisisiin nila sa lahat ng nangyaring mali. When in fact, ang idea was, the rot in the apple really is the in the secular imperial machinery. That Izquierdo, yeah. in a way, was symbolic of this violent lashes of a dying beast, which is this pathetic empire in the late 19th century, yeah, barely holding on to Cuba and now also facing serious problems in the Philippines. How do you see that thesis? Is it an ex, uh, you know, uh, do you see that thesis as an apologia or a, a, a kind of a counterpose, contra Rizalis, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, aggressive theory? Yeah. Well, I think we should really step back din naman. I mean, madaling santuin si Pepe. Pero si Pepe naman talaga, galit na galit sa mga sa, sa mga praile, di ba? And sometimes he was kind of unfair to the the the, the friars kasi he thinks in in many like for example, sa Morga, sa annotation of Morga, it makes it seem as if many of the friars deleted Philippine culture, which is absolutely not true. In fact, a lot of the friars they were the ones who preserved the dictionary. So what we know about you know ancient Tagalog syllabary, for example, a lot of it comes out of the the, the frailes. Kung walang fraile, wala tayong appreciation ng culture na yon. In fact, uh, as early as the 16th century, kararating palang ng mga missionary. Marami sa mga dumarating na encomendero sa Pilipinas were kind of caudillo style expecting to do in the Philippines what they did in Mexico, meaning you know kill people. And make money out of the new colony. Ang mga humaharang doon were the, the priests and the friars. So for example, in the 16th century, yung Synod of Manila, which explicitly said na kung abusive encomendero ka, hindi ka, hindi ka ba, wala kang absolution from the church. Napaka-clear nun sa records. So a lot of that history, in fact, has been deleted by the radicalism of Rizal. Rizal was kind of radical. And as with anything, it's part of it tatanggapin mo, part of it hindi mo tatanggapin. Dapat tanggapin mo na during Rizal's time, abusive naman talaga yung friars, lalo na in states like, in places like Calamba. But at the same time, hindi rin naman totoo yung sinasabi ni Rizal na ever since bulok na yung mga friars na yan. It's, it, it, it's, it's, absolutely, uh, yeah, it's absolutely, it's absolutely not true. Like, you know, especially I have a student, for example, who is working on the Dominican uh, on on kind of Dominican proto-liberal traditions under the influence of a theo theologian named Father Suarez whose brother was actually sent to the Philippines and in many ways yung kind of uh, ideas of proto-liberalism that would be absorbed by the Philippine revolution were coming from these earlier forms of thinking within the fire orders and you 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 need to recall that the major critique of the violence in Latin America had come from the friars Kaya nung dumating na sila sa Pilipinas, ready na makipagbangayan yung mga praila against the conquistador saying, "Oops, you cannot bleed this 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 uh, colony to to you cannot bleed it dry the way you did Mexico." I don't know with Incas and Aztec and all uh, of that. Kaya nga hindi nangyari yung genocidal level of violence that we saw with conquistadors and all. Yes, yes. Merong merong ano, may violence and merong actually may declining population, significant declining population. So it's not true that it was a lot less sanguinary than yung, yung colonization of Latin America, but definitely made differentia. And and one of the differences is because of this intellectual movement within the friars towards a kind of humanism already and a kind of proto-liberalism, I would say.
Interesting. Pero siguro, siguro may, meron din aspect of, di ba, hindi naman monolithic yung friar, uh, the friars, di ba? May mga times na more dominant, may mga times na more liberal, may mga times na more reactionary. Depende din dun sa politika nila back in the, in, you know, the matter. Yes. Right? So, so pag sobrang liberal yung government, especially, I mean, you mentioned this dun sa isang libro mo na isa sa mga favorite kong libro sa Pilipinas, yung, you know, uh, liberalism and post-colony about, you know, how the 18th, the Cadiz Constitution, right? Probably, in a way, reinforcing reactionary tendency among mm -hmm. fires because it was a huge leap for Spain to go from yeah. Spain of the 17th century to my god Napoleonic Spain diba yes 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 and then of course talaga nung by 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 the by the time of the Carlist wars nagkakaroon ka na parang similar to the United States ngayon nagkakaroon ka na talaga ng polarization in Spanish society and in many ways the polarization would climax in the Spanish Civil War in the in the 20th century and so kung 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 ka, you were kind of wala ng choice. It was either you chose the liberals slash republicans or you chose the conservatives who were claiming to protect the church. And that is why, uh, unfortunately, by the 1930s, even a enlightened university like the University of Santo Tomas um, turned uh, General Franco into their honorary rector, di ba? <laughs> so, so yung ganong klaseng polarization, where uh, talagang a lot of the fly friars were, were, were funneled into reaction and fascism, actually. But that wasn't always, what, what I'm saying is that that wasn't always the case. Yun nga, hindi monolithic, which is what you tend to get dun sa Rizal thesis, essentially, na eto yung mga pinakaugat. So for you hindi masyadong controversial yung sinasabi sa movie na uh you know the friars were the scapegoat for the the inherent brutality of the imperial regime reactionary imperial regime towards the end of 19th century. In fact the part where the bishop of Manila bayan na nag-intervene to make sure na they, they still keep their yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, is that historically correct? Um, uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think that is historically correct. I was uh, this this drove me back to Schumacher. A lot of us Red Schumacher again after the Sorry, films. Kami, so, you know, our bias is like, ben we're, we rather read like Benedict Anderson and Constantine. Oh, see, 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 Ben also never cited Jack Schumacher because he was like, he styled himself as a new left radical and would never cite the kind of, uh, you know, uh, more conservative Athenians. So, pero bumalik ako kay Schumacher and mukha, mukha, ngang, mukha ngang totoo yung part na yan. Yeah. Although, of course, um, di ba may intervention dun, alam naman, nakikisaw-saw ako parate dun sa back and forth mo. What's the name of that, that Filipino scholar in Cambridge who did this fantastic uh, dissertation on the role of Vatican during the... Ah, si Jetro. Si Jetro still working on his dissertation. I, I, I went to be like, wow. Sobrang ganda nung, nung, nung dissertation niya. I'm so impressed. I mean, obviously, I didn't read the whole thing, but from what I gathered, it was like, wow, I had no idea. Oh, nga, no. Like, the Americans didn't start with you know blank slate they had to deal with the catholic majority country oh, yes, yes, yes. oh and the, actually sana at one point sana at one point ma, ma mapunta ni Jetro yung issue ng Lasal kasi Lasal uh, diba lahat pareho tayo may Lasal may, may Lasal Lasal in many ways was supposed to be the american face of catholicism sa Pilipinas kasi yung american colonial government yung nagsabi na pumasok yung Lasal brothers dito because they they wanted the american catholics to be able to compete with these more more deeply ingrained uh hispanicized catholic schools like Ateneo and USD. Very good point. Very very good point. I mean I, I didn't I had no idea about it. I spent quite some time Lasal. Ah okay so this was the american catholicism. Okay oh. that so wow, so you have UST and then Ateneo and then like oh wow, that's that's incredible. I had no idea about it. Now going back to this, I mean, 
where I disagree with both of you gentlemen, or at least with, with the other gentlemen is, in fairness, one of the reasons why I got to appreciate Schumacher, and in fact, the reason why I fervently disagree with my fellow UPN on the question of Rizal as a counter-revolution, a revolutionary, is because Benedict Anderson, don't say it's a new left review argument, the trilogy that he did about Rizal, he mentioned that it was the Schumacher letter to Rizal that was decisive, particularly in this letter where he argued about, quote-unquote, I mean, more or less preconditions for a successful revolution. Because if you're going to revolution, which is more or less what happened under a certain agenda, you're, you're just going to get people killed in vain. So if you yes. want a successful revolution, you want to make sure there are at least four or five conditions met, including, of course, making sure my imperial overstretch, which was coming about as the Cuban uh, independence war became crazy, which Bonifacio knew more about. So essentially, ang parang, A, Rizal was not against revolution. He was against barabara mindless violence revolt. And second, and I think this is where Benedict Anderson's intervention was helpful to me. I don't know if you agree with that. His idea was that dahil nasa dapitan si Rizal at medyo nasa laabas siya ng, you know what I'm saying, circulation of proper information, siguro hindi siya sobrang updated dun sa gano ka talagang vulnerable itong Spanish Empire niyan. And in a sense, mas well-informed si Bonifacio based here sa Tondo, Manila, and how vulnerable they were at that moment. Except he was not successful. It was Aguinaldo who was successful in, in pushing it to its logical limit. I mean, what, what do you say about that? Alam mo, lahat ng revolutionaryo, disimulado. So hindi, lahat ng revolutionaryo, hindi naman naamin lagi ang revolutionaryo ng full intent nila. This is what we forget. Is it possible, for example, that Burgos was a separatist? Unlikely, but possible. Kasi hindi mo naman alam, kasi hindi ka naman naamin, papatayin ka kung umamin ka eh. Is it possible that that when Rizal said that he was going to build a colony in Borneo, is it possible that he was doing that in order to build a revolutionary army? Possible. Hindi ka naman naamin eh. Diba? And if you look at, for example, ang, ang magandang example ito yung 1972, again, yung comparison. Marami sa mga gusto mag-revolution naman yun, hindi naman papahuling buhay in public. Si Aquino, nakikipag-meeting sa mga komunista, ready mag-arm revolt, nagbibigay ng pera sa mga nagbibigay ng pera at ng baril sa CPP. Publicly, aminin ba niya yun? Hindi. Aba, nung nahuli siya, in-accuse siya na ginagawa niya yun, aba, deny ng deny. Di ba? Kasi hindi ka naman papahuling buhay. Lahat ng revolusyonaryo, hindi magpapahuling buhay yan under, uh, under repressive circumstances. So, when we ask the question, was Rizal, was Burgos revolutionary, we need to take into consideration the fact that a lot of it is shrouded by mystery. And a lot of it, we just can't, we can just can't answer. Uh, diba? Cloak and dagger. I mean, it's oh. a game of cloak and dagger also. Oh. You're, there, there is, you know, you're revolutionary. You're, I mean, it's essentially Simon, right? That's what oh. the filibusterismo. The other side of Rizal, I mean, if you read El Filibusterismo, I think pretty much it's clear that Rizal is for revolution, but with, for the right conditions. Ayun yung ginawa ni Simona just out of hatred, uh, just, you know, anarchy style of, you know, a revolt. Uh, so, I, I, that's, diba, that's a reading. Ito, going, back, going back to Schumacher, Schumacher says that he can kind of date it. Eh. By the 1880s, Rizal was a convinced separatist. In other words, he did not believe that the Philippines had a future with Spain. Separatist 